Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Leanne. And I'm still John. Oh, you are, aren't you, Johnny? I am. But it's an exciting episode today, isn't it, John? It is. I've got one of my very good friends who's come along. I think that's really lovely. You've got a friend here today, Johnny. I've got a little friend. I've got one friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll hand over to you then. That's Roger Matheson. Roger and I have worked together for many years. We've been training telephone counsellors and face-to-face counsellors and running anger management programs and generally wreaking havoc across the Central Coast. And uh, and Roger's uh, so actually Roger, tell us a bit about you and your history. Um, well, uh, I started off uh, life as as a special education teacher, working with uh, um, intellectually disabled young people. Then I've had a variety of different jobs around disability, um, and then I got interested in psychology, um, and uh, I w- I've worked in. The, the drug and alcohol business, the building industry, um, the education department for a long time. Um, and uh, I've retired from the education department and I work as a private psychologist now at Lifeline. Fantastic. Yeah, doing good stuff on the coast. And one of the things that we like about guests is that they bring something that's quite interesting and and a lot of skill and, and thought yeah. around connecting. Yeah, it's people. people we respect. Uh, yeah. I, th- I couldn't think of anyone, so I called you. <laughs> yes. and, and that's because I'm your only friend, is yeah, that right? That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I jest. I have yeah. tremendous respect you for Roger. You do jest, don't I you? Do. Yes, you speak very highly of Roger, actually. And you've done a lot of work together at Lifeline, haven't you? We have. We have. We've, uh... Well, the anger management program that, that we set up and ran was really quite innovative in mm. lots of ways and, and I think the um, the evaluation of that showed that it was an effective program and and one of the things that I think um, enabled that program to succeed was the quality of the relationship that we established yeah. um, with all of the participants both both men and women yeah. um, and I think that um, we were able to uh, create a an atmosphere of trust where people could explore their world without a fear of judgment. And one of the, the groundbreaking processes <coughs> in that was that we actually did have men and women. Uh, we did, uh, yeah, yeah. attend, and we ended yeah. up with quite a waiting list in the end, so yeah. it, that was another showed its success on the coast. Yes, well, when we were first researching the program, um, they were all typically for men, mm. and it was assumed by implication that women don't get angry. Um, and um, one of the surprises that we had, if you remember, was mm. that some of the women talked to us about intense rage and mm. fury. Yeah. Um, and um, and how how difficult they found that. Um, and in our um, uh, the applications uh, form, we asked questions about uh, men and women being present, and there was never a problem with that. No. Was there? Yeah, for either no. men or women, it was. No. Uh, and, and sexual orientation, religious background, there was the, the people really just wanted to um, get a handle on uh, what was causing them grief, mm. and uh, they didn't mind who was going to be there. They just wanted to mm. be there in the end, didn't they? 
And in the context of, um, of um, relationship problems, um, the fact that men and women were together enabled them to understand yeah, the, the yeah. um, sexual role stereotyping and, and, um, and how the other half they did. lived, lots of worked. Ins- lots of insights, but, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was amazing. Do you remember, do you remember that the, one of the men, um, he was um, in a management position. He was something like a, a foreman or something mm. like that. Mm. And towards the end of the program, he told us that he was illiterate, mm, that he right. couldn't read and write. That's right, yeah. Um, and he then proceeded to tell us that um, there were only very few people in the world that knew. Yeah. One was his wife. Mm. His son didn't know. Yeah. And and Leanne, that mm. that struck me because um, the the quality of connection, the quality of rapport, the trust, the, the 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 sense of safety was such that he was able to disclose um, something that had been a lifelong secret. And he was about forty five, wasn't yeah. he? And, like yeah, that. and the 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 twist in perspective for him, which has amazed us, was just how incredibly intelligent he was in being able to. Uh, keep the world away from yeah. that. He was just yeah. an amazing man, yeah. and how smart yeah. he was! It was incredible. And, um, and uh, did um, he disclose to everybody? Oh yes, that? he yeah. disclosed to the group. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And um, and and so I think we were able to to um, en- enable him to do that. Very courageous mm. um, uh, disclosure. Yes. Mm. And I think it all revolved around the fact that. Um, he was relieved of a lot of the stresses and strains in his life that were generating anger and hostility and, and so forth. And, mm-hmm. and that from that relief and freedom, he was able to address things that perhaps, um, right. well, certainly that he'd never managed to mm-hmm. deal with in the past. And, and what do you think was the key that created that sense of freedom from those things? Because you touched on... Um, something that I'm really interested in, Roger, which is, you know, creating uh, a connection of trust, like building trust. And I guess my question there is how do you do that? Mm. What do you do? Mm. Yes. Well, um, <clears throat> that's easy and hard mm-hmm. all at the same time. Some of the techniques are relatively easy. I mean, it's things like adopting a, a non-threatening posture. It's things mm-hmm. like having chairs in a circle. It's things like establishing and maintaining eye contact, yeah. um, uh, modelling a calm disposition. There's a whole range of quite straightforward skills that can be taught, yeah. practised, learnt, implemented. But there's also another dimension which is very hard and and it's where we come from as individuals. And, and if... if uh, a very important part of our own attitudes and values is around non-judgmental um, beliefs and, and so on. Um, uh, being non-judgmental comes in body language and eye tone and tone of voice and and uh, and so forth and and they're subtle but hugely powerful. And do you think, look, something I find myself saying quite a lot to my small business clients around that notion of 
unconditional and being authentic Mm. is that really inherently in all of us, we have a radar and we have an ability to actually, if if we listen to our gut, we have an ability to sense when somebody is really being genuine with us and someone isn't. Mm. Yes. Do you agree? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, Authenticity is is, Mm. um, conveyed in all of those dimensions of, of body language and tone of voice and so on and uh, and um, uh, uh, again it's difficult to put your finger on any one thing but the difference is obvious in a conversation a person being unauthentic is obvious a person being authentic and genuine is obvious yeah but what they're actually doing is more difficult to to define and operationalize and and therefore to to train Mm. Um, so I suppose I suppose in the context of working with small business, I, I suppose the modelling is is important to show a person what it looks like, sounds like, feels like mm. when it's there, and then the opposite of that when it's not there, mm. so they can see and hear, feel the difference. You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. Let me ask a question of both of you then. This is just so fascinating. If, If you and John are facilitating a group and you're coming from a place of authenticity and and you're exhibiting a non-judgmental behaviour and attitude, so you're congruent in the message that you're portraying. My question is, how many interactions or touch points do you need to have with somebody who is wary and, and who's had you know, perhaps a tough life journey to get to that point? How many interactions would you need to have with that person before they really do trust Yes. That that you're being authentic. So, how yes. important is consistency? Mm. Yes. Well, um, incons- inconsistency uh, is unauthentic. Is, is, yes. You know. Correct. Um, and and so um, uh, a person has to perceive um, uh, consistency, reliability, and, and trustworthiness, and all that. Um, I think. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, John and I happened upon this a little bit by magic. Mm. Um, you, you know, we just we decided to do this program. We ended up discovering that we worked well together, mm-hmm. uh, and we were congruent. We also did some things that other programs don't do. Um, one of them was some role plays, mm. um, and um, uh, we, um, in many ways, we used a conventional cognitive behaviour therapy, yeah. CBT. In many ways, we used a CBT approach. You know, what are the thoughts? How does that lead to toxic feelings? How does that lead to angry behaviours? You know, and so on and so on. Um, but we, we actually did some demonstrations. Mm. Um, and this is where um, authenticity is, I think, um, important because you can tell people things. Mm. And you can talk to them, and you can you can take the the glass and try to fill it up, right? You know? um, and 
you know, in large measure, uh, adults that are struggling with aspects of their life, they just don't want, they just don't want that. You know, stop telling me what yeah. to do mm. because that's inherently put down. Yeah, I agree. So we showed them. We did, and I, and I think it was it was those different levels that we brought to the room, and it was um, and it was all about trust, as you know, because that's my favourite word. Um, we we trusted each and every one of them for who they were in this moment, and that came across uh, in in every interaction we had, and that included us um, being authentic in uh, ourselves. So we we would never tell people what to do. We would only ever. Um, uh, uh, whenever anyone asked a question, we didn't answer it. We went to the group mm-hmm. for the yes. answers. Yes. Um, yes. And, and, yeah. and people were at different levels of um, recovery from this, these periods that they were going through. And mm-hmm. actually, do you remember we, we realised after a few programs that uh, the, the time in between them filling out the application form and actually attending the first meeting, they had done so much personal work yes. Yeah. Just in yeah. just in in being present to themselves yeah. in those weeks yeah. heading up, and we yeah. had people on the first night that had had life changing uh, different perspectives before they'd attended mm. the first night. Yes. Uh, we hadn't done anything. <laughs> yeah. So yes. you you made this point yeah. uh, quite a few times. It was one of your favourite things, yeah. second mm. favourite to trust, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And that was that when people turn up to a program. Um, but it also applies to a meeting, mm. um, a business meeting. You know, they've already taken some fairly significant steps that they're probably not aware of, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it therefore follows that to illuminate those steps that they've taken is actually quite important. Now, one of them is to make a decision for change. Mm. Yes. Um, and um, and all of the people that we worked with had made that that. Uh, decision. They had, they had, um, and and did you know? And we noticed too that over the length uh, it was eight weeks, mm-hmm. eight, eight weeks. Yes. Um, over the eight weeks, we um, we witnessed this. We didn't, we, we facilitated. So we had all of the, we we um, all the information and all of the sharing and all of the um, uh, connections that we were making between the group and each other. And then, at different points during that eight weeks people reach different levels of their self-discovery. So you may, as I said before, a person turns up at the first meeting and they've made this decision in the week before that they were going to change and they were already on their way. Yes. And then for others, it took, and as you were saying earlier with mm. trust, uh, mm. it, others, uh, they were more guarded for you yeah. know, four or five meetings. They, were, they would hold yeah. back. They didn't qual- feel quite safe. Um, yeah. But in the seventh, you know, the second last one is when they finally... Um, uh, feel safe enough yeah. to say how they feel and what they've mm. got and what mm. they've been mm. uh, been experiencing mm. and how their life's changing. So, and, but we because we trusted that and because and even when we made mistakes, even if you and I thought, oh, I think we might have bugged it up there, we were totally honest about that too. Yeah, and that was the yeah. modelling, right? The yeah. modelling of of, um, mm. of being human. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, y- yes, and um, uh, and um, we we placed the the engine of change with them mm. uh, we we were saying you're in a you know you're in a process of 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 change and you're you're driving this you've been committed to it you've turned up yeah. um, and and so forth um and we didn't portray ourselves as as the experts no and we didn't rush we trusted and, them and we um, congratulated them on, yeah. on movements mm. yeah so that leads me to ask when it comes to change 
And when it comes to facilitating change, what role does the ego play in that? And I think that that's from two perspectives. One is from the facilitator's perspective. So I know my background is in corporate training and development a lifetime ago. And with that, one of the things that we explored when I went through my degrees was that notion of that inherent um, allocation of power just because you're at the front of the room, really. Mm. Um, So how important is it to let your ego go in that process? And also... Mm what's the role of ego for the participants and how willing do they have to be or do they have to be? Do they have to let ego go? Because if I've been, you know, an angry woman for a long time and I've been known as this strong, assertive, angry woman Mm. and I go along to an anger management course because I'm choosing to change, does that mean I have to acknowledge the role that ego has played in that and let that go so that I might become somebody different? I'm asking you both. I'm, I'm going to hand that over to Rog. <laughs> <laughs> I find that really fascinating. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't think you do. Okay. I, I don't think you do because because one one of the uh, uh, catchphrases, um, which I was very fond of, was this idea of try another way. That that what you'd be what you'd be doing in life or work life or home life or whatever, um, uh, wasn't working the way you wanted. So, yeah. so the question is, okay, well, what can I try that's different? What, yeah. what can I do differently? Now, for some people that might be um, major surgery, but often it isn't. Often mm. they're relatively minor things. Um, and so trying another way really, well, it's, a, it's an optimistic, futuristic kind of perspective and it's non-judgmental, it's non-blaming. Mm. It's, it's forward-looking, it's, it's let's let's do something different and see what see what happens. Mm. And it's so not you, an you don't absolute. you don't have to you, do, you don't have to abandon all aspects of your lifestyle and 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 your modus operandi. Yeah, um, it can be very practical um, in some instances. Um, it was um, just yeah, to change a couple of steps, a couple of steps. Of yeah, and 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 one of them, I I, I mean the, the most obvious kind of level is you you sit down with somebody and and um, and you offer them the opportunity to talk first. Mm. Now, right. in a sense, that's abandoning some ego, but it's it's um, uh, hu- hugely important. So, so if when you're running meetings, they don't work so well, and you say, "Okay, I'm going to try another way." Oh, well, I'll let other people start talking first. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and, that's great. And suddenly, suddenly, a relatively minor shift becomes mm. hugely important in the dynamics. Yeah. And, and we would sit in the group we um so we weren't like up the front lecturer right. with a with a what do you call those things we were actually in the group yeah and and we yeah. and we watched the flow of the group and we allowed the group to evolve in the way it wanted to we mm. trusted that process mm. as well mm. so yes we, we weren't the experts right, uh, right. we were just uh, other human beings i suppose that, there's some ego in that isn't there i, I suppose um I, I suppose when we 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 never portrayed ourselves as experts. We we mm. we, we said we know a thing or two, but mm. um, we got a bit of history. We we, we didn't we, we didn't say that we were qualified or we'd researched mm. or trained or whatever. Yeah, yeah we were we were on, honest, honest and open that we'd put together something that seemed to to help, and and let's work yeah. together to see if it still does. And it didn't matter if things went wrong. Well, we trust. Well, I trusted that. 
as yeah. well. So, so uh, if there was a um, a group dynamic that that the, that seemed to shift everyone the atmosphere, uh, we would have these after yeah. meeting meetings. Um, uh, well, yes, we. Um, well, I mean, one of the one of the important dimensions of uh, of group work is a debrief after. Yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, um, they were emotionally uh, tiring, so mm. we'd end end a group and and we'd kind of sit around and <coughs> and chat um, and uh, and uh, uh, got ourselves our headspace back in you know yeah. in the right place. But look, I think um, one of the things that that um, uh, happened was that. Uh, a, a group um, spirit, a, a, a group atmosphere, if you like, was formed very early. Um, and part of that was to allow the group to make their own rules about mm. privacy, confidentiality, and, and, and making non-judgmental statements and allowing other people to talk, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Expectations and goals. Um, <clears throat> and and um, um, sometimes people dropped out. But when they dropped out, it was very early. In the in the program, like after mm. the first session or perhaps right. the second session, um, and um, uh, you, you remember the the uh, the couple, um, mm. and, and the young man had uh, earbuds in, and it was blindingly yeah. obvious that he, he didn't want to li- yeah. didn't want to listen. Well, he 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 voted himself out. He just mm. stopped coming. Right, mm. right. Um, now, what I'm what I kind of get from that then is that. Um, um, uh, the, the, there's some elements of choice in this. If if a if a person yes. feels that it's not for them or mm-hmm. they can't do it or whatever, they yeah. don't have to yeah. participate. And, and they just as those felt safe in participating, those also self felt safe in not yeah. uh, and saying it's not for me for now. And, and yeah. Look, um, yeah. as we kind of reflect on the program, you mm. know, there were some remarkable things that that happened. Um, mm. Do you remember the Do you remember the chap that said, "This is the first program I haven't been chucked out of." <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember that. He he started in the program and mm. he was argumentative and mm. a bit uh, resistant, uh, resistant, and and he interrupted and and uh, he was feeling his way. He was. Feeling yeah. right, but yeah. then, but then he he, he uh, picked it all up, and and he was able to finish the program without mm-hmm. being thrown out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But he said some remarkable things about his compassion, and and uh, you remember he mm. told us the story about taking a mate fishing, and yeah, and uh, right. uh, he was uh, th- this was a man with a quite significant mental illness, and he was prepared to mm. to stay with this man for you know quite a long time fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went off camping or something, they did, didn't they? They did. You're mm. getting, you, I don't know if you're getting the feeling, but, but clearly Roger and I cared about these people. Yeah. Um, we were genuinely cared about them mm. and we genuinely wanted to provide a space for them to find their way. And I think that was the magic that, that we created. I, I um, uh, uh, yes, and, and, um, and we partitioned uh, goodness and less goodness, um, if that's a phrase. Um, we, we, with this man in particular, we mm. were able to feed back to him mm-hmm. the tremendous uh, bank of goodness that he had, mm. even though he was a very angry man. And I think he'd been to jail. Like, yeah. uh, uh, we, 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 the first night, and we did this in our anger management podcast, we were talking about that, that anger is often the surface emotion for hurt yeah. and yeah. for pain. 
Yeah. Um, so, so when people were, uh, when they looked at it from that perspective, and and every and in our reflections and our connection reflections, we we talked about how they were feeling and where that was coming from. Um, it didn't take very long for people to realise that all of their anger, and all of their the, the fury for some of them was all about this this deep seated pain that they were carrying that was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And 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 for each one of them at this particular point in their lives was a time where they thought I, I don't I'm I'm exhausted. And, and, and I want to look at change and, and, and this is the place to do it. And I think that's, that's a really good lead into my next question because what I am hearing is that part of the process around um, change and self-acceptance um, is the important um, emphasis that's placed on reflection and, um, and honest reflection, it, would, would that be... Well, it's a it's our it's our best guess as a as a human being, to to say, am I getting close to with my empathy? Mm. So so in our mm. in our reflections, uh, it, it's always about so I, I get the sense or I, I feel like or it's almost like this is happening yeah. for you, and you know. So it was, it's always tentative, isn't it's, it? It's t- tentativeness is yeah. is a crucial uh, dimension, I think, in in setting up connections. Right. Because we're not mind readers. Yeah, mm. that's and, a good point. And we're not magicians. Yeah. You know, and, and you say to somebody, well, it seems to me, or I hear, or I get, or sounds like whatever. Mm. Then you're giving permission for the other person to say, well, no, that's not quite right. Yeah. That's not, not quite the way I, I'm thinking, feeling, or, or whatever. Yeah, that's a great um, point. And, and, uh, and, of course, there's a dimension of respect and, and so on. But... Um, um, but it also it also refers to the process of exploration that that often we we can't put our finger on something mm. Mm. Um, yeah. you know in the workplace uh, I can't put the finger on why it is that I can't get through to this person that person or why I always end up in these arguments or whatever mm. can't put my finger on it um, so the concept of tentativeness is terribly important because with open-ended exploration, non-judgmental encouragement, support, facilitating, enabling exploration, those dimensions become self-evident. Mm. And they go, ah, yeah. and there's no wrong. now I got it. And, and, a, and a wrong is a right. So, so it sounds like, it sounds like you, but you're really angry about that. And, and they go, no. No, I'm furious, and you go, oh, okay. So it's only ever an exp- it's only ever checking and exploring, and and they, and if and if they're in a safe place and they're feeling heard, then they the, they will they, they will correct you when you're not quite right. So and that's uh, the point of tentativeness. Yes, uh, I'm kind of thinking about this in in the context of say a small business mm. owner working with a a staff member, for example, and. And I guess maybe it's the reason why I asked that question around ego as well, because um, how important is it to get to reflection or even self-reflection where where the emphasis is, is around self and not around what you've done, who you are, mm. where you stand. Um, it, uh, uh, I'm imagining that it's important to have to include in reflection, self-reflection, where you are honest enough with yourself to recognise, like you guys have touched on in your facilitation, to recognise the role that you play 
in the interaction with other people. So it's not just that person's shut down, that person won't listen to what I've said. It's actually, well, perhaps I, I'm not, I haven't communicated that well. Mm. Or mm. perhaps, you know, what, what is my responsibility So, so take, my taking role? responsibility for my part in this relationship. Yeah. And it's also a little bit of self-disclosure. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah. And with that, I guess, comes a, a sense of vulnerability because I kind mm. of have to admit mm that perhaps I haven't done that well myself, if I haven't got the outcome that yes. I want. It, it's, it's, um, they're, they're not absolutes. They're, they're, um, it, it, it's unhelpful to say, oh, I didn't handle that well. Um, it's more helpful, I think, to say I didn't handle that well enough. Ah, yeah, yeah, good. Um, I agree, and, that's a great point. Um, and... Um, um, you, you know, because we're not all <laughs> perfect, you know, 100% yeah. of the time. Mm. Um, so I think um, uh, I, 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 th that's another example of a very small, subtle um, skill. Yeah. But great. nonetheless, it's, it's hugely powerful. And, um, you, you know, you hear people say, oh, look, you know, we've got a problem with um, John Diamond, you know, he's late for work all the time. and, and that John, he's, he's been drinking again. And so, <laughs> oh, so, Johnny. So mm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and talk to him. Mm. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> right. I'm going to go set him straight. I'm going to set him straight. It's a one-way process. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's 100% John's fault in mm. all of this. And the reason why John drinks at lunchtime is because he can't stand working with the boss. Mm. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. It's a it's a collaborative approach. So and I should just say that John doesn't drink. So not at, not at lunchtime. Not at lunchtime. No, not so, at lunchtime. So, Only in the mornings. So yes, it's collaborative. So so in a in a situation where you do have an employee or, or you have someone that you work with a, a colleague that that you feel there's a mismatch, um, to go into that conversation or that connection, if you like, mm. uh, you go in um, with, with authenticity around. Um, uh, not only checking what's happening for them, but also checking what's happening for self. Yeah, that's right. And in that conversation, it says, I, I've been feeling this. And yeah. Yes. We, one, one of the specific skills that we taught was, um, and, and I'm now departing from <laughs> the modus operandi of, of largely what we did, was to teach assertiveness skills. And, mm. and you remember we had that I statements. Um, uh, 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 um, uh, handout around I statements mm. and how to make an I statement. Yeah. Um, and you remember the man with the chainsaw that was going to go and assault the neighbour yes. about defence? Yes, yes. Um, he was a very angry, dangerous man and yeah. that he, he might well have started up his chainsaw and, mm. and, and gone round um, to attack the neighbour. Mm. And he, he came to the next meeting after we'd done the assertiveness training and he said oh you know much uh, he was surprised um, yeah. I, I used it and mm. it worked yeah and that's a <laughs> that's know? a it's a it's almost a very practical process and and that is that um, instead of going to someone and saying you make me feel and we've touched on this yeah, before we have. Uh, you start with uh, I feel this when that happens yeah so um, so if you've got a person in a work situation who's you're feeling out of kilter with or there's some mm. sort of conflict, um, it, it, you go in with, I, I feel powerless uh, when I'm around you. Right. Yeah, or I'm, when I'm around someone who, when I'm around the people that don't listen to me or I don't feel listened to when I'm in situations like this. You, you, yeah. you own what's happening. I guess... Um 
that's that's a good conversation that's probably worth exploring a bit more mm. because um, if if you don't think about that carefully before having the conversation, mm. the risk is that it can sound a bit it, it blameish, you mm. know, like like you're putting blame on someone because it could be I feel annoyed when you're always late back from lunch. Do you see what I mean? It, it's yeah. kind of, it's sort of still. Yeah. Yes, the link, the link here. Pointing, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm pointing my finger there. It doesn't work in a podcast. <laughs> no, it doesn't. She was pointing the, at the, me. The, the, the link is that um, when the, the, the manager or the owner or whatever um, uh, talks to an employee, it's not a one way, it's not a one way thing. Right. It, mm. And, and uh, it's important for um, the, the owner, the manager, whoever to, to own their own stuff when they're yes. when they're embarking on this on this tri potentially tricky conversation. Yeah. Now yeah. that requires, a, uh, for some people, a bit of preparation, a bit of thought. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to sit down and I'm just going to reflect for a minute on how I'm going to handle this conversation. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start off with a nice statement. Yeah. yeah and that, when that, that, when uh, you're laid back from. That's it. Uh, you can say I, I don't feel respected when when I'm yelled at. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't feel heard when which I'm is, ignored, you know, that sort of stuff. Which is actually why I need to do a little bit of a plug. And we don't normally do any promotion of of what I do or what, what John does and, and the service that we put on um, Fortitude at Work. Mm. But I feel like I, I probably need to do that given this great conversation that we're just having because I, I think it would be – it's worthwhile saying that if you own a business or you're the leader in a business or you're supervising a group of people and and there are people that you're interacting with that might be triggering um, anger within you or might be triggering um, you know feelings that you've you know you've got to try and work through then I think that that's pretty critical to explore for self hmm. first yes um, look there are some I, I think there are some very important corollaries from from this. Um, if um, um, a, a manager um, uh, doesn't have um, uh, those skills, mm -hmm. then they will often expect the conversation with the employee to go badly, to end up in mm -hmm. an argument, to end up with someone saying, well, you can stuff your job, I'm out of here. Right. Um, or what would you know? You're, you're not down here on the work in the yes. workplace, so, so you're out of touch. You know, you're, what you're saying is irrelevant, you know. Mm -hmm. So by putting off, um, by by anticipating that the conversation will go badly, they put things off, yeah, and things get out of hand and get entrenched. Absolutely. And so, to anticipate um, that the conversation will be respectful and mutual and and, and conversational in some way, yeah, means that uh, um, problems can be addressed earlier. Yeah. Well, there's another dimension of of this assertiveness kind of dimension that we've been talking about. And that's, and, and um, I, I'm, I'm going to use my hands to illustrate this, <laughs> but, but, but one is the confrontation. The fist to fist. Right. And the other is the collaboration. Yeah, hand, yeah, hand next to hand. And, yeah. and what, is, what assertiveness allows us to do is collaborate with a person where yeah. there's a problem. Yeah. And it's a problem-solving approach, right? And and it's respectful, and, yes. and it's it, it's task-focused, and 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 what can happen is that is that the two people leave that meeting with a 
great sense of achievement and relief. And it, right. actually, yeah. it actually evolves into profits. So it, uh, I know that sounds crazy, but if That's, you, I'm with you. So if, you, you. if you've got a workplace where where people are, where there's respect and there's um and and people are working together as right. a team and everyone's working for the same goals and people are heard, they're going to have a happier workplace, right. which means you'll have a, a higher productivity. Right. You'll have That's more exactly sales. Right. You'll have more widgets being um, made. And uh, alter uh, and absenteeism goes down and yeah. permanency goes up. And, and, That's uh, tra- right. And, and uh, when you need to train someone for a, a, a new role, it goes better and faster mm-hmm. and, and you yes. know all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, um, it, it, it's usually... Uh, um, important to the business culture of one of cooperation and teamwork and and mm. um, so on and mutual goals as you as, yeah. you, as you're saying. Mm. Um, um, but also it enables um, businesses to change and to right. adapt to changing market environments or or, right. or whatever. And and that's why I love this podcast and these discussions because in small business it's not unusual for you know you to own the business and sit right beside the person who might come and work you know three half days a week with you mm-hmm. and just the two of you are trying to get the job done and so it's very different from a large business environment where mm-hmm. either if you've had a problem with someone you might just be able to avoid them by taking the other lift if mm. you see them in the lift. But if you're working in the same van or the right. same room. Right, but if you work in the yeah. same room and you're working around the same kitchen table, yeah. there's no avoiding what's going on in yeah. those relationships. And so it becomes really critical. The, the, people, the people interaction, the collaboration and the mutual respect yeah. becomes really important in small business because you, there's no HR department that you can go to and say, hey, listen, can you can I go and do a leadership course? Mm. It just doesn't uh, work that way. Conflict resolution. Yeah, 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 it doesn't work that way. And mm. so that's where I see the value in, in, the, mm. in the conversation we're having today because mm. I think more than we probably realise, people listen and it makes mm. a difference in a workplace. Well, when, when you're generating mutual respect, um, you're generating flexibility and adaptability, yeah. and and you're and you're and you're um, in, enhancing cooperation. And one of the things that's, I, I think, really evident in when things are going well in this context is is that um, um, when morale is up and and there's a crisis, like oh my god, we need a hundred w- widgets. Yeah. By this afternoon, yeah. Yeah. then then people are more likely to say, "Well, yes. let's get let's get stuck in." I agree. You know, let's 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 not have our lunch hour. Let's let's eat our lunch while we're making widgets. Yeah, yes. and, and as you've identified uh, really well over the last couple of years, is that the in small business uh, when you do a business plan. Um, you can certainly have your you have your business cards, you have your financial plan, you have your sales, you have your marketing, right. you have your production. Um, but but it, just as importantly, the 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 mental health of, right. of the people that that work within the yeah, the that's company exactly right. and the communication uh, standards and, and processes yeah. of how everyone communicates with each other, just as important as your marketing plan. Absolutely, yeah. and the more I interact with small business people in the work that I do. You know, the more evidence I see of um, occasionally of people avoiding difficult situations, um, and then it snowballs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where I that wouldn't necessarily be the case if there was enough confidence 
and maybe yeah shared assertiveness to be able mm. to have a respectful mm. uh, and authentic conversation and perhaps you know work towards shifting views to achieve a shared outcome in mm. a small business mm. you know mm. just oh. come just conscious of the time now i know it's been a great conversation, though. <laughs> Hasn't the time, time, the time, time has flies, flown. Yes. Will you come back again if we, we ask you? Yeah, oh, if you really ask me nicely. Yeah, I will. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll send, I'll send <laughs> you some flowers. I bought the cupcakes. You did. You know, yeah, that, so. yeah, the cupcakes. We were, we were hoping that was going <laughs> to do the trick. Thank you so much, Roger. Yeah, Roger, it's You're been welcome. fantastic and really, really insightful and really mm. helpful. Mm. It's been great having you here today. Mm. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mm. All right. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time. <laughs>